open up, broken down, every man in this town. Shit, I fucked it up, guys. I blew it. I blew the entire slow jam. Did you really? I did. For the first time, I think, ever, I actually blew it. Wow. Let me, let me start again. Okay. Let's, let me this, start this again. All, this bit all has to stay in, though. This all stays okay, in the show. Good. This yeah. actually stays in the real show. I can't we'll believe I blew it. We'll do it. Fuck it. We'll do, we'll do it, it live. live. Baby, you've been up, broken down. Every man knows your name in this whole damn town, in every bar. They know your drink. What should I think? I turned around to look, and you gave some dude a wink. I thought I'd be happy with a woman like you, but you walked on my pride and my manhood, too. I don't know too much, but one thing I know, a man stuck on you is like a stepping stone. That's G-Love and Special Sauce for the white boy slow jam mm. everybody mm -hmm. i think that's what's from my hometown what what yeah philly oh yep. it was either it was either stepping stone or hey 76ers and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's just not gonna happen considering how how i beef i love that it's the white guy rap that i beefed for mm -hmm. like yeah. after three years of recording this yeah uh ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the continue podcast this is episode 52 of a show that is primarily about video games but sure. it's also about scorn and love and just just the human condition and the yeah, it's, I, this <laughs> is about everything Everybody, the the show Planet Earth. When they do Planet Earth three, it'll be about the Continue podcast. David Attenborough will be talking about <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. It's like Anthony John Agnello, Susan Arndt, and Dave Roberts approach their mics again. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst Sigourney I've ever done, or the best. Uh, or the best. It's possibly the best. My name is Anthony John Agnello. I am with my lovely friends and co-hosts, Susan Art. We've chosen the theme for our Halloween house this year. <sighs> Do tell. Alien autopsy. Ooh. Oh, that is tight. Yeah, the kids will have to reach into <clears throat> the alien to get their candy. Amazing. Because uh, friends of the show know that my husband and I do a big thing. For Halloween this year, but but this year, it's a competition. Ooh. Oh, yes! Is it like something the neighborhood's putting on? Or? Yes. Nice. Oh man. Yeah. I, this is, Susan, are you above sabotage? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You, you hesitated though. You thought about it. Well, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. This is a thing that should be joyous and wonderful and inspire creativity and I'm not if someone does a better job than me awesome because oh, right. that means That's... they tried really hard and they put their heart and soul into it what if your friends sabotage other people on your behalf no <laughs> no so, so what's the prize is there a prize or I is have it just... no idea it okay. might just be bragging rights I don't care I'm getting it it's Halloween <laughs> the prize is getting to go on next door the next day and seeing like, everyone <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you use fake blood in your display, Margaret? I don't think you did. Oh, dip. I can't. I can't imagine anybody conquering you two. You, I, I've seen your Halloween displays, and they're they're genuinely titanic. Uh, yeah. uh, we we have a lover and not a fighter as our third co-host, <laughs> uh, Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. You, you know what's weird? Teeth. That's yeah, true. Just, up, general, like, saw, uh, um, 
<laughs> so I, I I recently had some dental work done. Spent five hours at the dentist Monday, which was like a, on my day off. Cool, whatever. It's not well. It's mostly done. I have to go. Anyway, uh, the other day I saw a, a news report on Twitter that was like, yeah, they like in India they took like five hundred teeth out of this kid's mouth. And Mm-mm. no, stop, stop, <laughs> stop. And I'm just like, like this is That's too fascinating. Many. And I'm also like, the, like, what is it about teeth that are, they're like nightmares? They're like little nightmares that live inside of your mouth. Yeah, that's are, true. Are, like even just normal me, teeth, I'm, I'm like, I feel weird about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay two on you guys. I'm oh, boy, here we go. Okay. So it's my bachelor party. This is August of 2012. Uh, we've all gone to my brother's uh, house in Corning, New York. It's this this beautiful countryside. <laughs> And we're going to drive up a lake to wineries. Uh, my brother, my sister-in-law have rented a minivan from Hertz. And they, my, my sister-in-law has, you know, graciously said she'll drive my brother and my douchebag friends and I to different wineries. She's a so saint. Do, saint. <laughs> I still thank her to this day. And, like, it wasn't so debauched. We were Dude, very... no, I, I know you, okay? Yeah, She's okay. a saint. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying we weren't obnoxious. I'm just saying that we yeah. weren't monsters. Uh, so we, we 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 go to wineries. We go to a distillery, and that's when we were like, we should stop, and we start driving home because we're going to barbecue in in their backyard for the entire night. And I'm all the way in the back in this minivan, mm-hmm. and it's that third back seat, and there are like the little cup holders in the back, and I'm I'm looking in there because like I'm just doing the thing when you're a little bit buzzed, and you're like I'm gonna put my hand in the cup holder. Why oh, not? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of gritty. It's kind of gritty, and uh, it's so gritty that I'm like I'm gonna take a look at what the grittiness is. Oh my god! And I I pull out a handful. Of pieces of human teeth. <laughs> and we pull into the driveway. And I look at my sister-in-law and my brother, and I'm like, look, I'm drunk. <laughs> but am I holding a handful of human teeth pieces? My sister, who's a nurse, looks at my hand. She's like, those are human teeth. Human teeth. And I'm like, this is the part where we all start to disappear one by one. This is... Friends, when you dispose of a body, do not use the minivan from Hertz. Do not rent anything to dispose of the body. Why would you use the cup holders? Why? Uh, The epilogue to that story is we called Hertz and that car was free. Yes. Let me tell you right now. Yes. Let me tell you right now. The the you found human teeth policy ends with a free car. That's fair. I feel. Yeah. That's good customer service. That was a mob rental. I think. Yeah. 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 Not great. Not Not great. Uh, That's there. There you go. That's let's move on from teeth horror. (laughs) Good God. Okay. Teeth horror. Before we do. Before we do, listeners. I would like you to Google Candle Cove Monster. Oh, shit. Now there I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I have to do it in oh, real time. I, I have... saw the words creepypasta show up. Oh, nope. Candle Cove Don't, Monster. That's, that's a monster made of teeth. Sure is. No! Oh, God. Come yeah. on, yeah. Susan. What the shit? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Awful. Awful. Wow. That's really painter or the tooth child. 
No. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. That's a hard. That's a hard no. <laughs> the tooth child. <laughs> well, I uh, well I, I saw him only open a few minutes. death one time. <laughs> pretty sick. Guys, less than ten minutes into the show, and we have an episode title already. That's that's nice. Uh, uh, all right. So, teeth. <laughs> Susan. Yes. You have a very common rage in your heart this yes. week. This is a rage that we've all been dealing with since the fall of 2006 when horse armor came into our lives. And uh, I, all you have said to Dave and I about this before recording was you're ready to pick the microtransaction fight. Oh, yes, I am. I'm, I'm, you have my axe <laughs> 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 okay, up so- front. But I, I'm curious. I'm curious what brought it on. Okay, so this is inspired by uh, Wolfenstein: The Young Blood, or Wolfenstein: Young Blood, came out and apparently has microtransactions in it. Hmm. Uh, I do not know the details because I have not played the game, but I saw a hue and cry arise from the usual directions, and I asked, "Okay, is there something specific people are are pissed about, or is it just?" that microtransactions exist. Sure. Uh, and this this began a, a well, of, it, it, it can't it just be because they exist? No, motherfucker, it can't, okay? Microsa- microtransactions in and of themselves are not a problem. Shut the fuck up. So what I wanted to do <laughs> was discuss business because I feel like People don't maybe know business concepts and things like revenue predictability and to understand the motive. Because, like, while some people were reasonable about it, like, yeah, I get it, but I I don't want to use that, which is a valid perspective, by the way. If you don't like microtransactions, that is valid. If you don't want to support a game that has microtransactions, that is valid. Completely valid. I am not suggesting that that at any moment you should say, yeah, that's awesome, and I think they're great. I'm not coming from that direction. What I am coming from is the direction of things evolve. What mm-hmm. I got a lot of was, I don't want to pay extra for a full-price game. Motherfucker, the concept of full-price game is fluid. A, mm. a air-quote full-price game used to cost $50. Oh, hey, a full-price game, let, let's talk about, like, the beloved classics that these motherfuckers <laughs> usually cling to. Mm-hmm. Like, Chrono Trigger's best game of all time! Chrono Trigger in 1995 was 90. Yeah. Fantasy Star was $90. Like, because they had that dangfangled saving chip in it. Like, yeah. Like, the the idea of a a singular price point for for a video game is relatively modern. And and let's never forget that a single round of Street Fighter 2 at that game's peak cost y'all a quarter of a dollar. One dollar... For one match, uh, would would not be unreasonable. For me, Thirty at, seconds like, at best. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I always love people like oh, I don't play mobile games because of the fucking microtransactions. But arcade games are classics. Shut your hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, a full so, price game being yeah, a fluid concept. So the concept, concept of a full price game evolves and changes as demand changes, as the market changes, as our access to 
how we access this content changes. Guess what? Then the price model has to change. The revenue model has to change in order to be sustainable. That's mm-hmm. point number one. Point number two, I brought up, okay, so here's the thing. As a company, what you want from your revenue is not just as much as possible. It's predictability. You want to be able to predict what you're going to bring in in Q3, what you're going to bring in in Q4. When you are selling an entertainment product, that is that is harder to do because, hey, you might put it out there and it doesn't sell at all. Or you might put it out there and it sells great. Who knows, right? But your launch date is going to be one predictable point versus the rest of the year unless you have releases in all four quarters – of equal weight, you are going to try and even out that revenue stream as much as possible. You want it to be as predictable as possible within a certain range. Microtransactions help that. They help even out the peaks and valleys because they extend the amount of revenue coming from a single source. Also, (laughs) if you want to be able to purchase a used game and you should be able to purchase a used game, because it's a it's a thing that you're holding in your hand. You should be able to sell it to your buddy for five bucks if that's what you want to do. Because you own it. You should have that right. They are trying to get more money from that. Because they don't get any money from the sale. So they're going to try and get some money from the person playing it. That is the right thing to do if they want to stay in business. Now, how they choose to go about that is another conversation. But they need to try and monetize everyone who plays that game, not just the person who buys the first copy. Now then! (laughs) Well, this company manages to stay afloat without ever doing that. Just because that company does, doesn't mean that'll work for someone else, you fucking moron. Not all companies are created equal. I I don't... I, I have told you too many times that my biggest pet peeve in the world is the fact that we're just surrounded on all sides by bad readers. Yeah. You're a that. bad reader. Yeah. And you are not good at actually retaining information about the historical context in which you live. Because the idea that microtransactions are some kind of modern predatory oh, idea that, yeah. is fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> And they exist because now they can exist. And right. not to... You know, I really need to create an acronym for not to bring up Street Fighter again, but... <laughs> well, it's not only not to bring up Breath of the Wild again. Right, not, so. yeah, not to bring up Breath of the Wild yeah. again. Fucking Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but straight, like, people, there's the old joke of Capcom in the 90s and early aughts. Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Edition. Those only exist because microtransactions and expansions and DLC couldn't exist for the goddamn technology. Correct. Why is there a Resident Evil Director's Cut for PlayStation 1? Because they made a hard product, they knew they couldn't make a new product very quickly, they wanted to continue selling the old product, so they sold you a $60 version of the old product. Correct. This is not new. Yeah, this is not new. This is not new. So, here, like, 
here's a specific example. Well, allow me to provide some specificity. People will be like, oh, the Witcher bring the Witcher. <clears throat> they did transactions the right way. Yeah. Okay. So CD Projekt Red is located in Poland, where they are subsidized by the government. They can afford to work much more cheaply. Their overhead is way, 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 way lower than companies in the United States. So you can't compare apples to apples because mm. it's not the same. Okay? Get a clue. Now! Let's... Uh, wait, wait. I don't want to leave the Witcher thing just yet oh, okay. because it's not just that. Mm-hmm. Witcher 3 is able to exist because not only are they working in a massively subsidized region where they have mm-hmm. government funding coming in, CD Projekt Red was a very talented but dinky team that made some very promising games. And then a little publisher called fucking Warner Brothers came in when they went into development of this game with a fat stack of Arkham City and Mortal Kombat reboot money and said, you're going to make us rich. You are going to make us Rockefeller oil baron in the early 20th century rich and we're gonna throw cash at you to do whatever you want they didn't have to be like buy the Geralt sword pack at Babbage's because they didn't have to right anyway the last thing I want to leave you with before we can open this up to cross discussion (laughs) so because people bring up bring up free to play mobile stuff constantly I would like to give you some historical context for that because I doubt you were paying attention to mobile games when this happened. There was a company called Big Fish Games. They were the publisher and distributor of puzzle games, of adventure games, of hidden object games. They were the centerpiece of the casual market. This is before mobile because at the time, phones couldn't play this shit. At that time, their business model was... You got an hour free demo to play the game. Any game, first hour, completely free. If you still wanted to play it after that hour, you had to pay for it. And it was 15 to 20 bucks. After which, you owned the game. Great. They went to a subscription model. You pay $15. It was very much like Audible. You pay a certain amount a month. You get a certain amount of credits. You can use those credits towards stuff on the site. You've got three credits. Oh, and there's a game you want to play? Cool. Dink. Now you own the game. Fantastic. So far, this is awesome, right? Like, if there's a huge selection of games, you get to try them before you play them. Fabulous. You know what happened? A couple... The mobile was... Now became able to play the games, and people started putting out free-to-play shit. And then the audience said, I don't want to have to pay for your game. It should be free. And Big Fish went, but, but, but this is better and, and you can try it. And the audience, who doesn't know fucking shit, said, no, 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 their game's free. Why is your game free? And so Big Fish adapted and that is how you got motherfucking microtransactions because the audience spoke and said, that's what we want. And it should be said, as we, as we transition here, Let's make it abundantly clear that be, just because the audience spoke doesn't mean that predators 
in the in, in business predators yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately yeah, yeah. saw the opportunity. I mean, people buy yeah, yeah, bacon yeah. double cheeseburgers on the reg, but they're killing us all slowly. People, like, right. people buy cigarettes. Yeah. Like, there's, right. there's still right. people who make cigarettes. Correct. I just wanted to provide some historical context. And now I just right. want to finish up with, by no means do I think you should be able to use microtransactions to win. Sure. I don't think pay to win should exist. <clears throat> I think microtransactions should be for single player and or cosmetic only. Mm. They should enhance the experience, but not define the experience. I will also say a publisher near and dear to my heart, Bethesda, charges way too motherfucking much for their shit. They yeah. do. They just do. I love you, Bethesda. Holy shit, your stuff is expensive. I I am just... I, 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 I'm the wrong person to talk about this. Primarily because I do not purchase microtransaction items in any game forever. Mm-hmm. I've done it once for one game, and it was Mass Effect 3, so I could grind out the multiplayer stuff oh, and, yeah. and, and just get through. I spent $5, and it was like, here are your gun cards, and I'm like, go fuck yourself, EA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forever. Uh, <clears throat> and so, I like, that's me. I don't buy season passes. Mm-hmm. I do not buy expansions for games. I don't care. Do we, uh, wait, hang on. Do we consider expansions a microtransaction, though? Yes. I, I think I think the vast majority of single-player expansions for games that have been made since, let's let's call Horse Armor Year Zero for, uh, <clears throat> for microtransactions as we conceive them in modernity, right? Okay. And uh, I think that, you know, when you started to see, within three years, the story expansions... The like the Mass Effect th- with the $10, like, right, here's two right. hours, here two more hours of gameplay or whatever... I, yeah. I've done it. I've done it twice, and the first time was with Assassin's Creed Two, and as this show uh, has repeatedly said from all three of us, Assassin's Creed Two is amazing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Oh, next month after it's out, you can get the first of the expansion packs." I was like, "Here is twenty more dollars," because that was great. And then I played it, and I was like, "What is this shit?" It was like I went from having a pair of Jordans to being forced to go to Payless's dumpster. That oh, was like oh, oh. awful. Yeah, no, awful. Th- they were bad, and they were like they were cut out of the last third of the game. Like, yes, they're they not necessary, of- but th- it's th- there's a part there's like a hard cut in the game where they're like, uh, these memories we can't access them. Uh, yeah, uh, mm. and then yeah, terrible. And then or Prince the of Persia's one- ending. Remember that <laughs> Prince of Persia 2008's ending, Asura's Wrath ending. Things I didn't play. I I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that was that was bad. The one bad. other time I did was uh, Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution, because mm-hmm. uh, I loved that game. It was very much the same thing. I loved this so much that I couldn't resist the idea of another morsel. Mm. And that one wasn't bad. In fact, it, it it's fine now. Like If you ever play that game now, it's just incorporated. It's just part of the story. Mm-hmm. But it was so inessential. And I realized that, oh, they, they put all the meat in here already. I don't ever need to engage in this again, and I do consider like these these additions to the story microtransactions because they are micro content by design 
and okay. by necessity. When I yeah. think of expansion, as and this is just a, a nomenclature thing. Sure. Expansion versus DLC. <clears throat> like when I think of expansion, I think of MMO expansions. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. I, I, I I'm primarily thinking in like single player games. Okay. And okay. Okay. The sort of the AAA space things like Wolfenstein, or like, where, um, pe- where people bristle at this sort of invasion. Like Final uh, Fantasy invasion. Fifteen had the season pass, but you could buy them like piecemeal, and they were like five dollars sure. an episode. But you know, here's two more hours of story. You right, hang out right. with Gladiolus. But I I I think like people who who start to like get like all up in arms about like you know the five dollar gun packs and whatever in whatever mm-hmm. game i look at that and i'm like why do you care <laughs> why do you care i like not to bring up street fighter again <laughs> <laughs> not to bring up street fighter again i love street fighter yeah i loved when it released street fighter 5 almost more than anything at the beginning of 2016 because it was wonderful to play even though it had terrible loading times and I thought they can improve this. And all they have done since is just bilk people for every possible dime that they can get. A single costume in that game is four dollars. Oh no. Four American dollars for a single costume Mm -mm. Fuck you forever. Yeah. I will. I uninstalled that game. I will never play that game again. I don't need that. So the 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 people who are like who who run into predatory practices, and I can't think of like anything more predatory than Capcom because it's like preying on fandom. Mm-hmm. It's not like Dead or Alive Five or Dead or Alive Six. Those games cost like thirteen hundred dollars if you want every yep. single costume, but <laughs> yep. that's because people are thinking with their dicks. Yeah, they're they're appealing to dick logic, and that's not the same thing as really and taking advantage. At that point, honestly, of it. shame on you. Really. Shame on you. Really, yeah, like, look, <laughs> if if you really want to see Kasumi in a Santa outfit that like, badly, dude, you could rent an actual woman for less Go. than that. I'm just saying. Just, I'm yeah. just saying. Here's. Here's another thing that gets brought up a lot, and and this is really where I wanted to hear from Dave on this, because he's the biggest hippie I know. Yeah, well. So what gets brought up to me is they're preying on people who who are completionists, to which I say, tough shit. Like, at a certain point, you have to be responsible for your own reactions to things like if you're a complete then don't buy the original game right like if you know oh i'm gonna feel like i have to buy everything then don't buy the original game like you you're an adult and again if it's for children then that shit should be gated from here to nantucket gate that because children don't have that impulse control as an adult if you are not in sufficient control of your wallet that's on you honey hmm to which I asked Dave, am I just being a cruel person? Well, I mean, I, n- no, not, I, I don't think you're being cruel. I do think that there is evidence that a lot of these companies uh, employ the same psychology that casinos use Absolutely to prey true. on people's yes. like natural sort of predilection to addiction to winning. Like the way that even the way that you open a loot box is just like. Uh, you know, it's it's a what, surprise mechanics. The kids love it. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Should we draw a distinction here very quickly that we're talking about microtransactions, not loot boxes? Correct. Well, micro... Okay. So those aren't the same? 
I would say that there is a yeah very. Okay. I think loot boxes are their own category. Okay, loot bro- loot boxes, predatory garbage. I mean, correct. Yeah, okay. in every situation. But this is like every okay, situation. I'm paying X amount of dollars for to a, get specific known thing. Okay. Yeah. A yeah, costume, I'm, a soundtrack, a so, level. So yeah, and and the thing is like from what I understand with Young Blood, it's like not even like worth the the outrage because one you can earn pretty much everything with the in-game currency and two like the option to buy currency is so buried that like i've seen multiple articles of people playing young blood going like i don't even know how to buy this shit like yeah and also you can't buy with real money experience boosters yeah you can't it is not possible it is not in the game that is direct from bethesda Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I'm torn because I understand that, one, there's a, that, you know, there's a psychological threshold of the amount of money that people are just willing to spend on a thing like a video game, which is ultimately a thing that, I mean, like, they matter in the artistic soul sense, but the, I mean, like, it, it, they don't put a roof over your head. They're not food. They're not electricity. So, right. like, no one's going to spend more than, like, $60 at a you know, a single pop to buy one of these things. So they have to subsidize development other ways. And, you know, there are ways some people do it by like, hey, we're going to keep just, we really like working on this game. We're going to make more content. Here's a new expansion. Buy that. This, you know, all the fans. Yeah. Or like, you know, uh, some, some people go the microtransaction route. My thing is, where is that money going? If that money is going to a handful of suits at the top. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That that are ultimately, you know, like we hear stories all the time of like EA and Activision posting record profits and then laying off 500 people like, fuck you. No, like no amount of microtransaction, whatever is like, no. But if you can use that money to one, pay your employees well, to give Mm -hmm. them uh you know, a reasonable work-life balance and keep them employed between projects. Like if that's the reality of your business model, then as long as you're not actively like bilking people, <laughs> it makes sense to me. Cause the, just nobody, nobody it, here is saying not like, don't fuck EA and don't fuck right. Activision. Right. Right. Nobody, I, nobody here is saying that. Yeah. I mean like ultimately the, there, there is sort of this fundamental rot in the, the games industry as far as, you, you know, layoffs and, and overwork For sure. and, yes. and executives, like well, executives getting paid way too much and people, you know, like a lot, like carn, like like carny acts trying to like take the money from you uh, as quickly as they can, but without fundamental change. Like, hey, I'd love to live in a world where nobody had to worry about money at fucking all, and everyone could just kind of do what they wanted. It'd be great, but like that's to get from A to B, we gotta live through now. So I don't know. Like, as long as it's not hurting people, like. Yeah, labor went into making that stuff. Exactly. It should be rewarded with money. Oh, we, but we, we use it's stuff that we used to get for free. That's also like all right. All sorts of shit used to be free, my brother. Like and things that's change. All, that's also not true. Like mm. there are there are again like there's a very big difference between people that we consider predators in this space and yes. people who are doing this ethically. Mm-hmm. You know things that used to be 
I think, you know, I, I brought up Warner Brothers Interactive before, and Witcher 3, they published that on behalf of CD Projekt Red on consoles. It did wonderfully. That is a, a bounteous game. But Warner Brothers Interactive is bad oh, about their other they're like one of the worst. Oh, yeah. Like one of the worst. Quietly one of the worst. Like everyone yeah. talks about EA and Activision, but like Warner Brothers is just like this like under and the I, radar a lot of the time doing right. heinous shit. And like a perfect example of how heinous they are is Mortal Kombat 11. And like everybody there was a lot of press about Mortal Kombat 11 being like Oh man, like the only way to get through like one of the campaigns is if you engage in the microtransactions. That's not the truly sinister shit in that game. Really? Truly, yeah. That's bad. And let let me lay it down. Right. Here's here here is what I think is the grossest part of Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat originally back in the day was celebrated for its cheat codes and its hidden content. That is true, yes. It was an integral part of the identity of the series. Mortal Kombat 11 is a game literally fucking about time travel and about, like, past characters meeting their present characters. And it so frequently trades on the language and iconography of those old cheats to get your fucking goat and then demands you give them more money. What? That's, oh, yeah. Example. Give me an example. Uh, costumes. So uh, it, you can have the costume of every single incarnation of, like, Scorpion and Liu Kang and yeah, yeah. everyone, right? And so one of, like, there, there are, like, four different campaign modes, and one of them is you've got to go into the crypt and you go into the crypt and you collect the currency that you earn in the game. There are like three different currencies. Oh, fuck. And it's literally like letting you walk through the backgrounds of the, your first and oh, second see, that's game. that's cool. I love that. Super cool. They even got like the, the movie Liu Kang, right? Yeah, it's fucking <gasps> Shut awesome. Up! Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. right? It's so cool. It's the it's the movie Shang Tsung. That's right, that's right. right. Shang Tsung. But like they aged him up, so now he looks like old Shang Tsung. Super cool. Super awesome. You accumulate the in-game currency so slowly as for it to be moot. Sure. It, it, it might as well not matter. But then it'll just dangle in front of you. It's like, oh, do you want to be Mortal Kombat 2 Scorpion? We'll show it to you in the menu. And you're in the area where you fought Scorpion in Mortal Kombat 2. That's but gross. Fuck you. Give us money. That's Give gross. Us m and it's gross. It's... The grossest. I mean, yeah, that's gross. Remember, uh, was it Shadow of War? Like, the back half of that game was so, just, like, so grindy, like, to get to... The back half? Talk about the fucking beginning! <laughs> the beginning, I... I was texting Susan. It's true. As, as I played Shadow of War, I was like, why does this naked spider look like my wife? Why is it already asking me for money? I haven't even gotten into the first level, and it wants money. Yeah, and, like, like I, hearing people talk about, like, to get to the ending of that game, you have to grind through, like, hours upon hours of fights against orcs can make it a little easier if you give them some cash to the point that they a year after that game came out they released a statement saying we are patching out 
the oh, the, pa- right. the paid marketplace and we are rebalancing the game so yeah. this game isn't a goddamn nightmare to play without giving us more money like that that's the shit that i have a problem with but like that's that's like one example right yeah and i don't i don't have by the same token if nintendo says to me hey do you want to give us five dollars so you can have joker and then a whole persona stage and all this persona music and some other persona stuff in super smash brothers ultimate i don't care yes fine fine yeah, well, it's reasonable. Yeah, somebody worked it's a on that game. Yeah, somebody worked on that. Mm-hmm. It's a complete game without it, and it's a reasonable price for what you're getting. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like. Are you saying that this is a topic that is uh, too nuanced for Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <laughs> but like, okay, this company doesn't doesn't use microtransactions therefore nobody should fuck you uh it's something that we used to get for free fuck you uh it's they're all inherently predatory fuck you like none of those things are gradations with gradations in the fuck you like there are some well hmm I don't know. You know well, that. like the Mortal the Mortal Kombat example I guess gave you. Like that's those are the sort of those fuck. are the things that used to be available via cheat code. Yep. And you know that that's a good example of like something that used to be free. Like I think of like NBA uh, the NBA Two K series, mm-hmm. and like you basically just have to pay sixty dollars for the opportunity to pay more money now. Mm. Like nothing in that game isn't a microtransaction, and yeah, that shit used to be free, and it's fucked up. Yeah, that, yeah. That's yeah. a game with a captive audience. Yep. Madden. That's a game with a captive audience. Yep. There are yep. no other options. It's a complete monopoly. And that's fucked up. Yeah, that I agree. I completely agree on that, right? But, like you should not have to spend money to play the game that you spent money on, right? Yeah. It should all be additive. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like yay, now I can play as Joker in Smash Brothers and I get a different stage. Awesome. Fabulous. That game is complete without that. The game should be complete without the extra cash. The extra cash should be additive. And then if you want to, that's cool. And if you don't, you haven't missed anything. Like Alan Wake, fuck you. Like that second DLC in Alan Wake was bullshit. Is the second DLC American... No, no, the that's sec- the no, separate the game. Was, this was the yeah, the Verizon commercial. Yeah, right? it's terrible. It was so yeah, bad. Yeah, dude. It's, oh. it's, it's called The Signal because it's about a cell phone signal mm-hmm. brought oh, to you by Verizon. No. It might have been free, though. I, it might have been free. There are straight-up Toyota ads that you can find on TV channels in that game. It's bad. I mean, that, that's, that's not quite as bad... Like, I, like, okay, so there are TV channels in that game, and that kind of fits with the world, so, like, if you want to work a commercial in there, I'm grossed well, out. Well, because, I that, mean, the basis of it is he wrote a TV show, so right, it works. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not, like, it's not like you're playing Bionic Commando 2009 and every ten feet is a fucking Pepsi machine. Okay, that's Like, it's not... <laughs> yeah. Like, but, like, that Verizon... Or and Run Like Hell, remember that? Oh, God, that was ridiculous. Wait, the what? Oh, so Balls, the energy drink, yeah. uh, paid for oh. product placement in oh, God. the game that was originally called Run Like Hell. So the ad was going to be 
grab your balls and run like hell. Super sexist, but that's okay. Let's move on. <laughs> but then they had to change the name from run like hell to RLH. Uh, rolls oh. off the tongue. <laughs> At which point, none of that shit made sense anymore. So this is actually a good transition into what I wanted to talk to you guys about, which is... Balls? I've been, balls. <laughs> yeah. I, guys, I've been playing the original Super Nintendo release of B-A-L-L-Z. Actually, that, <laughs> that, that sounds like some Deep kind of shit. Cut. Doesn't it sound like that's the kind of thing I would bring you guys, though? Like, I've been playing actually, balls for a week, and it's, it's amazing. so good. That really shit. Uh, I gotta get less predictable. Anyway, I I have been playing both of this month's uh, big Switch releases, uh, and both of them are role playing games of a stripe, and one of them is a delight, and one of them is a piping hot plate of bullshit. Oh no! Yes. Uh, so the one that is actually great and that I love is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I am pretty sure that Nintendo went to Team Ninja and they were like, yo, we got the Avengers license. We got all of the Marvel characters. And they're like, oh shit, we get to make a Marvel game. They're like, yeah, with what's left, here's a roll of scotch tape and uh, an old PS1 dev kit and you guys can make whatever you can. With the $10 and these tools that we've given you, it is glitchy, it is broken, it is, I think, it, like, it starts with the worst opening level I've seen in a game in 10 years. Uh, you, you start in, like, a prison, it's the raft, it's the supervillain prison. Oh, yeah, 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 prison. the superhero prison. And it's just, like, uh, honestly, the first five seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have more color and identity <laughs> than oh, the three-hour misery you have to trudge through while you just guess how the game is played. It doesn't explain <laughs> how abilities work. It doesn't explain how leveling works. It doesn't explain what you're supposed to do. You come up to locked doors where you're supposed to use one hero's superpower at the same time as the other, and it's like, fuck you, figure it out. Is there a manual? Shut up, it's 2019. No, there's not a manual, stupid. Uh, and yet, eventually it becomes very fun. And this is a game that uh, is already like leaving blank spots in the roster for characters that you'll eventually have to buy. Uh, if you pre-ordered it, you have access to Deadpool. Otherwise, you got to like basically push through four hours of garbage to get to the really good game beyond it to have Deadpool. It's it's outwardly. Uh, the worst case scenario. You're like, oh, there are microtransactions up top for stuff that I can't even buy for six months from now, and it it's broken, and I love it. I love this game, guys. <laughs> it's, it lets me have Nightcrawler, and uh, it, it lets it lets me have uh, Spider Gwen from the, the 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 Ghost Spider, whatever she's called now, and they can both simultaneously punch a blue sentinel until it explodes. That's delightful to me. And eventually, once you've plugged through the the nightmare of trying to figure out how it's played at the beginning, it's actually a very competent little brawler. Like, once you... And, like, really, it's a struggle. <laughs> I can understand how a lot of people were like, no, I'm not going to keep playing this. This is terrible. 
<laughs> Once you figure out what it wants you to do, it's very, very fun. Um, there is a lot of stuff in there that is locked that you can purchase later. Uh, like, Loki is a selectable character, and the only way to unlock Loki is to beat, like, a side mission. And a buddy and I are, are, have been playing it together co-op, and we're like, this is impossible. This is physically impossible. But if you if you give him some dosh, you can just, like, download him eventually in, like, one of the character packs. So mm. that's kind of gross. But I still love this game. It's very fun. I like it a lot. Then there's Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh! Okay. Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is not the most technically accomplished game, but it's clearly got money behind it. All the characters are these lush, delightful anime figures that are animated fluidly. The voice acting is really good. And I want to just break the game cartridge in two. Why? Okay, because I'm also playing Fire Emblem. I'm eight hours into it, and Mm -hmm. this is the first time Fire Emblem has actually gotten me. All right, so you're ahead of me then. I'm only like four hours in. Okay. So like I'm finally past the tutorials and like I have free reign of the campus because guess what, Susan? Fire Emblem is now Harry Potter. Uh, They're they're at a school? They're at a school. It's a monastery slash military academy. It's a a military academy. um, Like garden fish thing. Yeah. There's a lot going on. And you you are playing Remus Lupin, but like if he wasn't there to protect Harry Potter, he's just there to hang out. Like, <laughs> you, and like just hanging like, out in the fucking teachers' lounge, <laughs> just chilling in the teachers' lounge. This is a game where you could give people detention. Like I I I gotta give okay, it. Okay, I'm into that. Right, great, cool. Uh, it's also a game where, like, you can romance your students. And come on, Whoa. guys. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't we don't come on. No. Uh, you're the same age as them. There's no power dynamics. It's anyway. not weird at all. <laughs> it's not. You're not leading them in life or death situations. Uh, it's just. It's. It's so meticulously planned and meticulously laid out, and it's filled with so many systems. And every single time I play play it, I just I hear Johnny Depp playing Hunter Thompson in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, where he's just yelling, FINISH THE FUCKING STORY, MAN! I want Three Houses to just get its head out of its own ass, where it just, it belabors every point. It just shoves every system in your face. Like, oh, it it learned every wrong lesson that you can learn from Persona. Where Persona is just like, here's a calendar. You're going to have to choose how to spend your day mm-hmm. in this role-playing role land, and every little element of how you spend your time is exceptionally limited, but interconnected. Every last thing you do will feed back into every other part mm-hmm. of you. Your battles will feed into your social connections. Your social connections will feed into this. Even if you go rent a video at the video store, it will connect. After, like, four and a half hours in Fire Emblem Three Houses, it's like, ah, oh, now there's a fishing mission. Go fish. It's going to take you 40 minutes. Then go to the kitchen. And then go do this thing. You can talk to this person, then talk to these other students. And then maybe go into a fight. The fight will last tw- 10 minutes tops, and then you have to leave. Now go to the library. 
Now you went to the library. I guess uh, here's some points. They are they're meaningless in the menu. Uh, they're meaningless. Uh, you got a bunch of fucking apples because you went to the greenhouse. Go fuck yourself. And it's all presented beautifully with a wonderful orchestral score and everything works. And I just I want to be like this game was made with a budget and it's awful and I hate it and I want it to explode. Let me go back to my awful Marvel game, which feels like old Marvel. It feels like Marvel was back before all the movies made money, and you were happy just to have sl some slapdash piece of shit plastic with, like, <laughs> the thing on it. It was great! <laughs> anyway, Dave, why am- what am I missing here? Why am I wrong? Uh, cause you care too much about everything that happens in the school. You're thinking too much about it like Persona. So, like, I started falling down that rabbit hole because, like, the, the whole thing is, like, you pick one of three different houses and each house mm -hmm. has a certain amount of students in it. And uh, when you pick a house, that's the, the, the class that you'll be teaching. And you'll see members of the other houses around the school and you'll talk to them and there'll be things that you can, you can do with them, but... You can try to recruit them! Yeah, you can try to recruit them by uh, getting your... Uh, like relationship levels up and also like learning um, different skills. So like one character is like, hey, if you get your Lent skill and your reason skill up, maybe I'll come hang out at your class. Um, oh, it's my fault for thinking it's like Persona. No, I'm, okay, <laughs> here's the thing. Stop giving a shit about that. Think of it as flavor for the battles. Because that was the always the thing that for me that was missing with Fire Emblem. And why I like... I like Final Fantasy Tactics mm. from a distance, but it never hooked me because I want a little character that I can move around a map and talk to people. And those games are all just battle, battle, battle. But you can talk to people. There are story mm. elements that happen between missions, but it's all it's so you're so disconnected from it because it's just here's a map. Go into a menu. Talk to your troops. Go to a menu, talk to your, or go pick a, a mission, and do, and you know those games are fun. But for me, I felt no connection with the people. But mm. now I can run around this little, you know, monastery. I can talk to people. I can set, uh, have missions and have my numbers go up. The numbers go up, but like, who gives a shit if they do or not? <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm having a blast either way. Um, like. <sighs> The the thought of like min maxing this game makes me very tired. Yes. So instead of trying to like look up a wiki, the only thing that I'm really concerned about are the lost items, just because I want to make sure that I get them to the right place. But I don't even think that you can screw that up because you'll find little items around the monastery that like, hey, you can give this to somebody who likes, you know, fashion, and then yep. your relationship will go up. It's like whatever. But for me, it's just I go in. And I talk to people. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like I like hearing what you have to say. Uh, that's it. Uh, I'll pick a couple of activities to do around the thing. The numbers will go up. And then, like, once you're done with your day off, you'll get to, like, plan out the next week's uh, studies. But I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. Plan it automatically for me. And then it just does it. And then Yeah, you, that's nice. That's nice that there's a plan you, there, automatically. It's just, it's so... Susan, you're going to want to plan every little aspect of yeah. which character is, like, learning what lesson. I'm not, I'm, I'm not on board with this, honestly. Oh, no? This you is, don't want anything no, to do with it? Yeah. No. 
Yeah, like it's a lot more fluid than Persona, and I th- you can put in as much as you want, and I think you're trying to put too much into it, Anthony. Yeah, I oh there is, I think you're right. I think you're 100 percent correct. I think I'm overestimating the quality of the systems at play. Mm-hmm. There is another element here, which correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but the only Fire Emblems you've played recently before this were, like, Awakenings, right? Yeah, like, I dabbled in... Like, the in, big 3DS games? Well, I dabbled in... Uh, I dabbled in a little bit of the Game Boy ones. Sure. Uh, dabbled in Awakening. And I think I got, like, Echoes from Gamefly and was like... No, or not Echoes. Oh. What was the one out? Fates. Fates. I got Fates from, from Gamefly. I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. So so here's the deal is I felt like you about Fire Emblem before. I'm like, I understand why this is great. It is not for me. Uh, I, I think it is immaculately made and I actually like enjoy the battles. But I, I like you need more meat. And I like the visual novel, like relationship sim stuff is also uh, 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 no thank you. Um, getting two anime people to trade tartar sauce and then get their kid from the future to fucking join your party is fine. I, I understand why people make tumblers about that. It's not for me. The most recent one, though, from two years ago, the last one for 3DS was called Fire Emblem Echoes, and it was actually a remake of one of, like, the old NES ones. But the thing that made it special was that it was the first time that it ever let you wander around the world in real time. Like, here's a 3D character, you get to go places, and when it would let you do that, it was like dungeons. And it was like, go into a dungeon, you get into more fights, and you can find treasure and meet new characters. And so I was obsessed with that game. I loved it. There is actually an one of the very first episodes of this show was about how I like thought Fire Emblem Echoes was one of the greatest games of 2017. And I loved it. And so this game comes along and I was like, oh, it's going to be more echoes. They're going to let you explore and they're going to let you do things. And so not only is it terrible persona backwash, but it's just spitting in the face (laughs) of this much better game. And it's like, oh, you liked dungeons and exploration and old school shit. Well, how about you fucking make a lesson plan and then flirt with uh, Jerry Curl McGillicuddy. You can take the kids to tea. <laughs> I, again, like I can. You can see, send everybody flowers on their birthday. Yeah, and it's you take them to tea, and then you have conversations. And if they like what you have to say, they get happy about it. And if Ugh. they don't, they get the conversation can end. And I can see how this can make people very, very frustrated because, like you know, it's you go in with that mentality. Well, I got to make sure that I see everything on one run through. I got to get all the characters. I got to do everything. Everyone's got to be S rank. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. You, you just, just gotta got, play you, know, it. you just just gotta just play it like a human person. It. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> I was just I was, I was just gonna say I know somebody on this show that doesn't know how to do that. Nope. <laughs> nope. No idea. Susan, didn't you like Awakenings? I thought that was like your three DS no, jam. I have never. I have never played a Fire Emblem game. Uh, oh, I think you would really like Awakenings a lot. Uh, Awakenings tweaks I, well you also might like hate it and like be like that's poison for my brain i need to walk away uh that said i like i think you would you you would like it a lot there's um do you remember that vita game you really liked conception or concept 
No, Conception is a terrible game. What is the one? What is the one that I, I like? Thought you liked where it was like you were creating like more characters to role play as. Oh, honey, I have no idea. It's driving me crazy. Concept, conce- I did play Conception. Conception. Conception had that element. I think that's did, why it's, it's in it's my head. It's super effing creepy because <laughs> yeah. it's all about getting that underage name. people to fuck so they Awa- make babies. Awakening, Awakenings is like 60% less creepy. Okay. Eh, maybe 40% less but creepy. Then, but then they go through a time warp and then the kids are now adults and they fight with you. Yeah. It's yeah, not you- weird. It's not weird at all. There's none of that in Three Houses. No. Three Houses is purely like, I sent you flowers on your birthday, senpai. Uh, Nobody says senpai, thank God. Aww. But, yeah, I I don't know. Like, all of the teachers are weirdly lascivious towards their students, but again, yeah, no, it's a a little creepy. None of them are underage. Someone someone should have had a, like, uh, talking to about the the dress code with Manuela. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Manuela is dressed like Betty Boop, uh, just with a coat. And that's that's her outfit for teaching. Uh, But, like, I I don't know. Uh, Yeah, totally normal. That's not, you know, it's pretty chaste for an anime game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, man. I like put that on the box. Just put that. <laughs> pretty chase for an anime pretty, game. Pretty chase for an anime <laughs> game. Shrug. Con- <laughs> continue Cont- podcast. Two K nineteen. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I like I I'm having trouble like staying in because I have this perfectly lovely trash game. Yeah, that I can play instead, and it's yep. just tr- it's just garbage yeah like it is it is a big bag of cheetos that you forgot to seal the night before so it's just been it's just been open all night and they're no longer crunchy they're all soft but then you wake Uh, up at nine in the morning you're like i'm like um 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 oh god oh i locked psylocke yes (laughs) cool ghost rider yep Yeah, oh, that sounds kind of great to me. It's fucking great. I I love it. I I love it, and it's it's one of those moments where it really reminded me like quality is not everything, uh, or quality is not necessarily beholden to execution and budget. Uh, Three Houses is a much better made game. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three is like it's a miracle that it turns on, <laughs> and yet <laughs> it's not that broken. It's pretty broken. <laughs> that game is not well made, but it is it is delightful. Uh, I would I would not necessarily say it is a nice game. It's too trashy to be a nice game. It's nice to see a Marvel product that is trashy again. I really missed that. Uh, <laughs> but Dave, you've been playing a nice game. Yeah, we've talked about nice games on the show before. These games that are they're just like. I don't know. They're, they're just like a like a cozy blanket. Just mm. you kind of like wrap yourself. We, we we've called like Yoku's Island Express a nice game. The Metroid Pinball game, uh, Stardew Valley is a nice game. Yonder, uh, yonder, yonder, nice game. Yonder's too nice. Mwah. That that's a <laughs> it'll put you to sleep like a it warm will. tea. Uh, no, this is uh, it's 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 uh, I want to say. 
it's a little less frantic than like Stardew Valley, whereas whereas like Stardew Valley is just a game with so many interlocking systems. You're just like, oh my god, what do I do? Um, but it's not as uh, sleep inducing as Yonder. It's called Forager, and this is my nice game of the summer. Came out back in April on PC. Uh, just came out on on Switch and PS4. And it's it's like so. I've had family over basically the last two months of of my life, uh, and the last week, uh, both my parents and my sister and her boyfriend were all in town. And it's just like I couldn't focus on anything. Like I haven't I really had a chance to touch Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, like I would get a couple rounds of Three Houses in at night, but like I was just like I can't really focus on anything. And then Forager came out, and I got it, and it's just been like just enough to like engage me but not nearly enough to make me like completely detach myself from from the world you play as a little pixel dude looks kind of like a like the guy from fez um got plopped into sturdy valley and all you start on is as a single island with a handful of like trees and some rocks and you have a little pickaxe and there's a little exclamation point in your uh menu that's like hey you could build a furnace here you need some some trees and some rocks. You're like, okay, well I got this pickaxe, and then the you know trees pop out. Once you break it down, rocks, boom, same thing. You build the furnace. So now you can build a forge, and uh, as you're doing stuff on this island, slowly more items start to appear. You'll start to see like cotton appear, little slimes will appear that you'll have to attack, and they drop items too, and. The game is just, it's slowly building, almost like like a, like a clicker, like an idle game, like cookie clicker thing, where like you're slowly just like going up this little ramp of progression, and like you're not really doing much of anything other than like knocking on resources, killing the occasional bad guy, and then um, spending those resources to buy something, whether that's like a stronger pickaxe or another building. Um, or whatever, but eventually you'll do enough stuff to level up. Leveling up gets you a skill point, and you can spend that skill point to unlock different um, different new sort of things that you can do in the world. So, like, you can start to earn money, and money will let you buy new islands to explore. You can uh, spend your skill points on crafting things, so now you, like, it, you can learn the ability to make uh, cloth goods or swords or um, you can learn how to farm so the little wheat stuff that you see around the world like the little they're like little patches of wheat that randomly grow and you'll smack and you'll get it you're like well this is great but can I make this a little more reliable and eventually you can learn how to plant seeds and cultivate your own little gardens and then the game just like slowly unfolds itself in front of you as you're playing over like, I'm like five hours into it now, and like I just found my first dungeon, and it's like, oh, this is neat. And there's like a little wall on on the side, and you're like, oh, I know how to build a bomb. There's a crack in the wall. I'll go build a bomb, bring it back. There's a treasure in there. It's um, it's like this this fusion of Zelda and Stardew Valley with just like just enough like mindlessness that it's just something you can like slowly pick at over time. So it's going somewhere, though. Like, yeah, there's, there's like, a linearity to it. Yeah, and, like, you can kind of choose 
how you want your journey to uh, evolve uh, just by the nature of the way that the skill grid, it's sort of like laid out in a grid of four by four. And as you unlock one skill, two more open up like above and to the side of it. So you can like, you'll see like, okay, if I unlock um, more stuff, like economy stuff, like I can maybe, I can either go after like, oh, I can build a bank now or I can build this now. And so you have, there's like some choice in like, how you explore, but uh, ultimately the the game still is setting you on this like linear sort of like okay, here's where I'm at. Here's what I want to do. How do I get there? Now that I've done that, I have access to this. What else can I do? Um, it's very cute. I'm looking at like I just looked it up right now, so I could get like a sense of what it looks like. Yeah. And it's very, very simple, but not like in a cloying or, you know, a cheap Don't way. Don't you remember when pixel art was awesome? Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like that, that though. Like I That's think. That's what of, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not. It's not it, yeah, one it's of not, those games. It's not one of those. It's just. And it's like very unpretentious. Yeah. It's. It's just. It is what it is. And like the the developer is. Um, he he's like this this game kind of took off for him uh so he's been he's promised like uh several stages of free updates so he's going to keep adding stuff to it uh and uh, man it's yeah like 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 you with marvel ultimate alliance it's just like it's nice to play a game that just lets you this looks like this looks like fruit leather yeah, compared to yeah, Ultimate like, Alliance. This is like a, a nourishing good kid snack Yeah, and as like opposed the, to the ho-hos that I've been playing. There's crafting, but you don't really, like, you don't, once you smack something, you just kind of walk over it and it all kind of sucks up into you. And occasionally you have to worry about inventory, but, like, I've never, it's never gotten so bad that I'm, like, constantly, like, okay, well, how do I fit that? How do, like, you don't have to play, like, inventory Tetris constantly. Um, and then, like, yeah, as you complete achievements in the game, you unlock little extras outside of, of the main menu. And the first two that I've unlocked so far, one of them is, like, a little biography about how the guy just, like, came up with the game. And it's like, hey, wow. I wanted to make a game, and uh, my dad died. He always, like, wanted me to, like follow my dreams so I was like I'm gonna make a game and my mom helped me with the life savings and I wasn't sure if this is gonna be any good but then like someone from Humble Bundle found me and then the second thing that I found was like a little comic book about perseverance and like tenacity and like losing everything and then finding your way for it's just like man it's cool that's the most charming thing yeah. I've ever heard of in my entire goddamn life yeah uh Play wow it. I I like it sounds like um I like is there enough meat on the bone for somebody like Susan who likes uh you know Susan last episode we were talking about Dragon Quest Builders too mm-hmm. and the big problem was linearity and yeah. how it sort of didn't let you just go out and play yeah and uh I know like a Stardew uh Stardew Valley let's use the word veteran veteran <laughs> <laughs> As yourself. Uh, aficionado. You, aficionado. Enthusiast. There uh, you go. Yeah. Like, you you want uh, you want to be able to just open up and yeah. just sort of let the floodgates open. Can Forger let you do that? Or yeah, do you just well, like, sort of have it, to, like... It starts... 
it just kind of plops you in. Like there's no dialogue or anything. There's no story. It just plops you in. And, um, like I said, it's linear in the sense, like you start in one Island and you can only do a couple of things, but then like, you'll just start discovering like, Oh, I unlocked this Island and there's, uh, a, a, a little pond here with some fairies around here. Like, Oh, that's kind of cool. It didn't really do much, but then randomly during nighttime, uh, a little, like a larger fairy will appear and you can give her money and then something will happen. So like th- there's that aspect of discovery. There's like See, that I'm in, I'm in, I'm yeah. totally in then. And yeah. like, like I, like I was saying, like there's some, there's some Zelda in here too. So you'll unlock dungeons. And from what like I'm reading here in the wiki and it says that there are, there are four dungeon bosses to defeat. Um, from what I understand, and like one of the big complaints about the game is that the end game, like, you're all just kind of doing this to build up to like more and more and more. Eventually, you beat the bosses, and I like I from what I understand, the end game isn't as satisfying as it could be. But the mm-hmm. developer understands this, and I think he's like going to work on something that improves it. So, but as it is right now, it's just like a as a fun diversion, like you know definitely worse ways to to kill some time but no it's it's just man i'm thinking about it right now i just want to go i was just gonna say it sounds like you like this a lot more than you like three houses oh yeah it's i will say it does it it is kind of slow so you just have to it, it it's not a game that you like you'll spend about an hour in it and be like okay what's like where's the meat you know, where, where's the, th- there's like just enough there that you're like, okay, I want to see where this goes, but you're like, okay, well, what's like, what's so special? And just blinking away at trees and rocks and occasionally building something. Um, but then you'll like unlock something like a new Island or you'll see like a new building and you'll be like, oh, okay. Like, like first you're like, okay, I need to mine gold rocks to make gold, but now I have unlocked the ability to build, build banks. So now they generate gold for me. And now I have an ability where I can put multiple banks together and they generate more money the more banks I have next to each other. And so, like, you're just slowly, like, building this little machine that, like, does the things for you that was taking forever for so long. It's, uh, it's cool. This sounds, sounds like more than a nice game, honestly. Yeah. Like, it sounds real good. Sounds really good. Yeah. Susan, are you going to play Forager? Is it on anything other than PC? Switch. Switch. Switch and oh, PS4. Yeah, I'm yeah. in. Yep, there we go. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Whoa. Man, does Ghost Rider show up and then he controls and <laughs> plays exactly like everyone else? No, but you can unlock. I unlock some bat wings that I can run around with. They're on my back. Oh, that's nice. That's, 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 cool. that's tight. That's Are tight. there hats? Oh yeah, like I have a slime hat that I'm wearing right now. Oh there my it god! Is. Oh okay. my god! That you're buying this tonight, Susan? <laughs> Seriously? It's if there's sad. chickens, I mean, it's like oh, someone yes, looks inside yes, my brain. Yes, there are chickens. <laughs> and we're done. Okay. <laughs> All right. I actually I forgot. I I do have a way to illustrate precisely how broken Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three oh, is. Oh god. You guys ready? Okay. Yep. All right. So if you're playing it solo, like half the characters are like punchy punchy. The other half are shooty shooty. They're right. all like energy, energy. So in the single player, you know, it's it's an action RPG. You gotta have a lock on for for shooty shooty characters. Yes. You playing it multiplayer with another human being? No lock on. 
can't do it. <laughs> no oh, ability. Oh, oh dear. No ability to lock up. Did they like forget <laughs> to put it in? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's a Marvel product. Don't they? They should have all the money, but they used none of it. <laughs> They used slices of Wonder Bread and spit to the hold this. <laughs> the characters still look better than that Avengers game. Oh, oh man, so much better. And so boy. is the voice acting. Everything about it is Yeesh. better than that Avengers game. Uh, oh, boy. What a trash heap. <laughs> people who are not part of a trash heap, they're wonderful, noble souls, are the people that made this show happen. And Dave is going to thank them. Yes. Special thanks to our Patreon backers. Uh, go to patreon.com slash continue podcast. Give us money today. Uh, <laughs> one of these days I'm going to get it. Uh, oh special God. shout out to our Patreon backers. Uh, Ryan Brady, <laughs> Nick Rugen, Double Taco, Yaddle, Gluttony One of Seven, Ryan Mance, Pete, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Thierry Belair, Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Stormshot, Frank Sands, Listen to Continue Podcast and Dice Funk, Kalen Houston, Tyler Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so everybody. Much. And yes. if, if I may try something, if you're not currently donating to our Patreon, uh, there's a lot of people out there currently making money on Patreon by being consistently negative about stuff and just saying how much everything sucks. And we try to counter that. And if you find value in not just adding to the suck, throw us a dollar. Thank you. This, this show is all about love. Kind of being a dick about it sometimes, though. It comes from a place of love. It, it sounds disrespectful. It sounds disrespectful. But it comes, it comes from, from a place of love. Uh, yeah, everybody, you go to patreon.com slash continue podcast. Literally every single dollar helps. Uh, all of us have spouses that we need to, like, convince to be okay with us, like, going and being like, hey, it's Friday night, screw you, person I love and <laughs> cohabitate with. We're yeah. going to go, I'm going to go talk about Street Fighter to people that don't give a shit. Uh, that's, <laughs> that. That's, that is remarkably accurate, by the way. Spot on. Spot yeah. on. Uh, yeah. So every single dollar helps. It it really makes sure that we can continue Honey, doing this. I'd like to start cooking dinner. Oh, you can. I'm going to be on a podcast for two hours yelling to about people who get microtransactions wrong. Ghosts. Sorry. Uh, but yes, uh, and please share this show with your friends. If you have listened to this and thought, hey, you know, somebody might like this, please just tell them about it and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps us enormously. You can follow us on Twitter. It's at ContinuePod. We hang out there. Uh, All three of us are on Twitter more broadly. Susan, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Susan Arndt. That's where the microtransaction conversation came from. I love talking about stuff like that and getting all sorts of different perspectives. So feel free to hit me up with questions or opinions or just tell me I'm wrong. I won't agree with you, but I mean, you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Dave Roberts, where can the people find you? You can find me at David Robots, but don't talk to me. (laughs) <laughs> no, you, you can talk to me, that's fine uh, I will allow it 
talk to Dave about that hot, hot Criterion Collection number 1000. Oh, that Godzilla looks so nice. Oh, my God. Oh my God. It looks hot to I can't death. do it. I can't Susan, do it have you anymore. seen this thing? The one thousandth cri- no. the one thousandth Criterion Collection release is a book. It's a giant hardbound book that has every single Godzilla movie from nineteen fifty four to nineteen seventy five oh. in it, and it's like interviews with Toho Studios, illustrations, original art. It is hot to death. That sounds amazing, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it's well, also two hundred and twenty five dollars. No, no, no. Yeah, it's I thought it would be more. Yeah, I thought it would be more. And plus, like, what's the pre-order? It's like one seventy. Well, That's not you crazy. like you, dude. You you wait for a Barnes and Noble fifty percent right. off sale or a Criterion yeah. Flash sale. You get that shit fifty percent off. Yeah, yeah. Done. You think you think I'm gonna pay more than seventy five dollars for this glory? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna wait for somebody to like get cigarette burns all over it and put it on eBay. That's the C- edition I'll get. <laughs> See, the thing is, like, I would be more excited about getting it if the Criterion channel didn't have them already. Oh, yeah, you for could sure. Just watch yeah. Them. yeah. Yeah, but I want I, the book. You want that book. book. Yeah, yeah, the interviews book. and yeah, the, the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody. Uh, you can also uh, hang out with us directly on our Discord. $5 backers get access to that hot magic where we yell about things. Every now and again, I pop in there in the middle of the night and just say something random. Because and then you vanish. And then I vanish. <laughs> Which is kind of my modus operandi as a person. All right, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.